Welcome to the KeysCast, the official podcast of Keesler Air Force Base. Each month or so, we'll bring you interesting interviews with people around Keesler about topics that are relevant to you. Hey there, Keesler. I'm Master Sergeant Ryan Crane from Keesler Air Force Base Public Affairs. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the KeysCast. This one's for you guys out there who just got to the area and are trying to figure out what your life will look like here at Keesler. Maybe you're unpacking your TMO or sitting in camping chairs right now in an empty house. Either way, we think this will be an informative episode to get you started on the right foot. We have Katie Bird with us, and she is going to give you all the lowdown on what you can expect here at Keesler. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that Katie and I are going to talk about restaurants and businesses in the local area. These are only our opinions, and there is no intended endorsement by the DOD. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the show. Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself, your background as a spouse, and kind of uh, how you came to be a part of the military? Um, so first, I'm really grateful that you're actually having me on. Um, I'm Katie Bird. Um, my husband and I randomly met somehow through a mutual friend when he was actually down here for tech school so many years ago, probably about 2005, actually. Um, and so it's just kind of like every other military romance novel that happens out of the Air Force. We got married super young. Um, I've been a military spouse now for 12 and a half years. Um, our first duty station was at Beale in Northern California, and we moved here in May of 05. I was halfway through a pregnancy with my youngest daughter, and we had a one-and-a-half-year-old at the time. And so since then, we have been here um, at Keesler. Wow. So, so how many years is that at Keesler then? Over nine. Wow. You are probably like the most senior spouse on Keesler then. <laughs> one of, yes. <laughs> there are multiple. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's kind of why we asked you to be here today, right, is, you know, you're just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, you know, the idea of this is really just to let those new spouses know a little bit about Keesler, what it's like to move here, the nuances here that maybe they're not used to. Uh, so let's just jump right into that. I know it's probably been a few years uh, since you've had to deal with the PCS here, but, you know, uh, talk to me about how... Um, how that process works when you're, when you're PCSing to Keesler and maybe some of the weird things that happen here. So one of our saving graces was that um, my husband actually had a sponsor coming into the new squadron. So any questions that we had, we could go ahead and field those through the sponsor to kind of get a feel for what the area was like, what we can anticipate, what some of the um, stumbling blocks that we could have um, on upon arrival. And then also we were able to get kind of uh, plugged in so to speak, right away um, with the squadron and kind of figuring out like what the events were coming up, which was a really big help. As far as moving went, um, we went ahead and did a TMO move. I know a lot of people like to try to decide between TMO and Diddy. Uh, we went ahead and braved the TMO. Fortunately, nothing broke. We were really, really grateful about that. Um, we got our home goods and everything within four days upon getting here. It was a seven-day drive for us. We were exhausted and grateful to get a home. Um, housing was pretty quick to get into because housing wasn't even finished being built yet. So there was a plethora of houses for us to get put in. Um, so we kind of got settled in. We we're just trying to start life in a new area. Um, so it was, it took a little bit to get acclimated to a different base, a different unit, a different ops tempo, um, and also at a base that was still slightly rebuilding from Katrina. So community was a lot different and a lot more sparse than it is now. Fortunately, it's grown quite a bit since we moved. So I think that's a that's a, a good thing to talk about. You know, it's been, you know, nine years or so since you've since you've been here. And, you know, there you had a little bit of a support group when you came here, but now you're part of the Key Spouse, you're part of the spouse program on Keesler. How have you seen that that program kind of grow to make it a little bit easier for the transition for those military families and the spouses? I feel that those programs have been so intentional about finding where 
the problems are. I'm really trying to troubleshoot how um, new spouses coming in, whether they're new to the base itself or new to mar- uh, military life in general, um, have whenever they're arriving anywhere. So they're sitting there saying, okay, do they need childcare? What is that going to look like for them? Uh, what activities and resources can we give them that will make the transition easier? How do we go ahead and uh, make leadership more approachable and available to them so they can feel more included into the squadrons and not feel like, well, you're just the military spouse. You don't really have any importance or significance in it. We've seen Keesler have open arms and really just take and embrace spouses and say, you are important and we want your involvement with everything that we do. So for, for those new spouses, let's say, for example, someone's maybe this is their first duty station, maybe even their second, and they're, they're not really sure how to get involved in something like that. What would you what kind of advice would you give to those new spouses, maybe new to the military, to be a part of that community and to get involved, to not only learn more, but to hopefully eventually help others as well? So I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks is within ourselves, and it's the fear of being vulnerable and being open and also trying something new. Um, I think you'd be amazed at how much you can do when you step outside your comfort zone. It took me about a year and a half personally to actually get plugged in because I am naturally an introvert, and so getting involved with other people was very difficult for me. But finally, once I was able to push past that and get out into my comfort zone, um, I got plugged in, and it was really nice just to be able to not only find community, but those that we get to choose as family. So I went ahead and got involved in, for us, um, one of the local churches, and that kind of helped get those connections and also actually having the civilian counterparts who actually know the area. It was really good to actually kind of tap in to what they were already familiar with and had like the little ins and outs of what was going on around us. Also, um, taking advantage of some of the resources that AFRC has, as well as a, the Outdoor Rec Center, um, other activities that are conveniently posted on the Keesler Spouses page regularly for everyone to do. Just be willing to go ahead and step out there. I know we have the Stroller Warriors Club that's actually being headed up by one of our other key spouses currently. and. For that, it's a great way just to go out and say, hey, look, I've got littles too. Let's go ahead and be active together, get to know people, meet new uh, faces, and just really go ahead and make that dive in headfirst. So since you brought it up, you know, you've been here for a while, so you've got probably one of the better uh, ideas of all these services that Keesler has to offer. What are some of your favorite services on base and different programs? You mentioned Outdoor Rec. You mentioned AFRC. What are some of your favorite programs and services that maybe people don't know about or maybe is unique to Keesler that you think someone coming here would love to know about? So one of the things that I really like about what we have here at Keesler is that at the Bay Breeze Center, we now have an indoor play area, which is definitely a great way for us to kind of get out of our little hidey holes that we like to just be recluses in and get the kids out, get them active. And that's another way that we can actually kind of connect with others that were uh, stationed here with us as well during the time frame. Um, also, I love the fact that AFRC is constantly partnering up with the FSS and just making events available for anybody to be a part of. I know you can add, you can do skydiving. That's one of the things that they advertise regularly, and it's something I haven't done yet, but I'm trying to get the nerve up to do it. <laughs> um, they also do a lot of stuff with the deployment teams as well. There's something called um, R for R, and so whenever you have a spouse that happens to be deployed um, overseas, you can go ahead and partake of that on within a certain time frame of during the uh, deployment and also pre and post, um, and that gives you a chance to go ahead and just do um, family activities. You can go kayaking out on the back bay, for example, or you can make trips out to, say, Ship Island or something and just um, have a little bit of an excursion that you normally wouldn't be able to get for that. Um, 
Also, just one of the ones that I know some people know about is using your FCC providers, your family child care providers. They are an infinite resource, and I love the fact that they have such a heart to go ahead and love on littles and to be able to support families when they need that break. Every parent needs a break. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that support network that you kind of talked about with the FCC and that these programs provide, I think that's really crucial for, you know, military, civilian, doesn't matter who you are. Everyone needs that support network. And from my experience, you know, I, I'm very familiar. I'm a part of the spouse's page. My wife's on the spouse's page. I, you know, I, I, I like that people have gone out and created a community or in Keesler's case, a couple communities where they can kind of reach out and help each other. Uh, can you kind of talk about that community and kind of camaraderie amongst the spouses? I, I love seeing those stories of, I don't know, maybe you remember that uh, it was probably four or five months back now, but there was a new spouse here. Like she'd PCS without her husband, was in TLF and lodging and like her infant child was they needed milk or she was out of milk and she couldn't manage to get to the store and there was a hundred spouses who raised their hand and said i will go to the commissary i will get this for you like that that camaraderie amongst the spouses is really cool to see here i think that was something that definitely warmed my heart and one of the things that while we may not have been stationed at many other bases, I do have friends that are stationed all across the world. And I've noticed that Keesler is very, very good about support and about saying, hey, I will not only be a neighbor and I will not only be an acquaintance, but I will be somebody that is willing to kind of dive into those tough times with you. Um, we have four different military housings just off of the base alone. We have East, West, Falcon. We also have Throw Park and Sand Hill, which is over um, near Gaucher. But they are a resource within itself. Um, military life is not designed to be done alone. If we do not get plugged in, we are not able to thrive in this lifestyle. Sometimes people are like, I'm just trying to get by day to day and just survive. If you get plugged in, you start developing those relationships, those connections. The people that can really sit there and say, hey, my child broke their leg. My husband's deployed. Can somebody help me with my other one, get them off the school bus while I go ahead and take them to the ER? Um, those are the ones that will end up making it to where not only is the base bearable, but you really actually end up enjoying it so much more because everything goes wrong in this lifestyle. Nothing is uh, standard and nothing is steady a lot. There's always ups and downs. Um, I've definitely had some personal experiences where when I haven't had community or it's been very, very little, I've had some of the toughest times um, going through life in general. But whenever I've had community and active community, it has been something that has been a huge joy for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me personally, you know, everyone has those ups and downs and it's, it's, it's when you're, when you deal with those downs and you see how that community kind of picks you up, it just makes you want to reach out and, and, and support that community back when you're on your highs. So, you know, I guess hopefully, you know, the idea is that you, you show that community how they should act and what it's like to be a spouse in that community to also lift up those other spouses and help them when they're in need. And, and like you said, it's a community, it's a give and take. Yeah. I have definitely seen where, I transitioned from as a baby spouse, so to speak, for me personally. Um, when I first got married to my husband back in 2006, I had a mentor spouse, so to speak, Carmen. I love her to pieces. She really helped me go through that transition um, 
and make it so much easier than what it probably would have been if I had to sit there and figure out stuff on my own. And now that I'm one of the more seasoned spouses, I really sit there and look to see, okay, do we have anybody that's new? And not only are they new just to the area, but how fresh are they with this lifestyle? Um, what wisdom can I go ahead and impart that will actually make this a little bit easier, whether it's through parenting, whether it's just through being the spouse itself um, within whatever dynamic they have going on, or just giving them a sounding board. Everyone needs a sounding board, good, bad, or ugly. We always need one. Um, so just being intentional with our time, us that are seasoned, seeing those that are coming up behind us because we were once them. And I know I was grateful for those that were ahead of me when I was new. Absolutely. And and I, I think as as that seasoned spouse, as you put it, you've probably got a, a wealth of knowledge, not only the base, but like the, the local area too. You're probably very familiar. You said you were from here too, or around here? I'm actually from upstate New York near oh, Canada originally. Okay. So this so is very different for me. The mutual friend was here, right? And that's how you guys met? Yes. We had gone to school together. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So now that you've been here for a while, you've, you've, you know a lot about the area. Um, yes. You know, what, what are some of your, let's, let's start with, what are some of your favorite things to do with your family on the weekend in this area? Honestly, one of my favorite things to do with my family is we like to act like big kids and we totally head over to like Big Play in Margaritaville and do <laughs> the do go-karts. <laughs> yeah. And we also like to do mini golfing that we have available. There's just a, so much that we get to do as families. That's one of the things I love about being down here is that it's so family oriented. There's always something to do. Um, and you really aren't lacking. And if you really want to have something that's more low key, they have that available for you. Hey, we can just go ahead and go to the beach today, or there's a hiking trail we can go do free cost effective. We all know that we do not get paid well most of the time. So if we can do cheap, we'll do cheap. But if you want to sit there and invest, you can also do excursions over to New Orleans since it's like an hour, half away. We also have Gulf Shores, which it has beautiful beaches. And if we really want to do kind of like a mini VK, we are able to do over to like Pensacola and Destin in Florida, even making trips up to Tennessee. If we want to go see Nashville or something like that, those are still within a good weekend drive. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's the thing that I've noticed here is, you know, you hear about Keystone, you're like, oh, cool, the beach is right outside the gate. I'm going to be on the beach all the time. But after a while, you're like, okay, I'm done with the sand. I want to go find some of these other places. And I think there's, there is, there's a lot of that family atmosphere around here. Great, great stuff for kids to do. Everyone can go be a big kid. I really, I really appreciate the area for that. Um, you know, we're on the we're on the Gulf Coast here. We're we're in a unique place. If you love seafood, it's a great place to be. So like, let's. What, what are some of your favorite places to eat? What are some recommendations in the area that you have for for these spouses that are looking for something? Uh, seafood is my life. Being a New Englander myself, <laughs> man, I cannot get enough yeah. seafood. Um, fortunately, ninety has really expanded for what all they offer just for things to do, and especially restaurants. We've got Shaggy Slap Your Mama's yeah. has completely like taken over the beach mm -hmm. with us as well, and they have a boardwalk. So, if you're up for it one day and you want to just be able to try like all the food, you hit up the boardwalk <laughs> and just walk down and try everything at a restaurant. Um, Let's see here. We have Half Shell, which is one of my favorites. That's definitely a date night thing. I don't recommend taking the kids to that. But mom and dad, if you want to get out, save some money for you to be able to do like that one fancy meal, go there. Um, we also have McElroy's is very well known around the area. Um, usually the casinos, fortunately, they have the buffet so you can go ahead and get the crab legs all you want. And if you want to do something at home, we've got great places such as Desports where you can go ahead and buy fresh seafood right off the boat from that morning. You can even hit up the docks sometimes and get it as it's coming in after being out uh, shrimping or something like that all night on the Gulf. Yeah. 
One of my, uh, when I got here, you know, we did the typical go down to Biloxi, find all the restaurants. You know, these are the main ones. And after a while, we were like, all right, where are the, where are like the local places? Where are the places that I can find? And one of mine that I found, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a hike out in Long Beach, mm-hmm. uh, but it's called Darwell's. Have you eaten there? I haven't, but I've recently heard amazing things about it. And so that's kind of on my next yeah, bucket list. Yeah, I, I highly recommend Darwell's. It's a little bit of a trek out there, um, but they were apparently featured on some TV shows. Maybe it was mm-hmm. like Diners, Dinings, and Drives or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the guy who owns it, Darwell, he like will come out and like play and sing music live while you're eating and it's like no no frills like you're served food on like a styrofoam plate but it is the best seafood I've had for the price that you get so highly recommend that personally yeah um so hole in the wall places usually one of the go-tos that uh, was was the shed that one's out at like the tail end of ocean springs beginning of gaucher type area if you're in the sand hill housing you already have an idea where it's at because it's right around the corner um it is someplace that you would not expect to have a really good quality food just because it's kind of like this is going to sound horrible. It's going to be like a trash dump type of looking place where you have like these mishmashed hodgepodge of like cars, benches, tires, all of this stuff. But they've got great live music a lot of the time. The people used to have their own show on Food Network. And so they were like one of my favorite places, especially for good barbecue. I'm not a potato salad person, but I will eat the tar out of their potato <laughs> salad. Um, so barbecue is definitely another thing down here. Um, between barbecue and seafood, you've got a covered and of course you got the soul food that you can get there's um a few places over in uh diaberville there's cafe new orleans over there you can kind of go in and get some um good home cooking is the way i would go ahead and qualify the food yeah i was surprised when i came down here there is in a very eclectic gathering of food like anything that you can imagine there is someone here who does it very very well and like i've been here for just over a year and i still haven't eaten everywhere i'm still finding new places locally so like if you love food it's really a great place i think yeah chef scott's over in ocean springs actually i believe they're on government street if i remember the street correctly seafood yes but it's also sushi and he does it so well it's kind of like a little hole in the wall spot and i really love the atmosphere that's in there and of course um i am a sucker for a good california roll and they have a wide array of uh new style uh sushi rolls that i haven't heard of yet but they're definitely good so that would be a place that i would always recommend somebody who's got a um sushi craving to go ahead and check them out as well right and you know, for, for everyone who's got a sweet tooth or you, you love the donuts, you won't be here for very long before you hear about Tato Nuts. So I think you oh, should, yes. you, you have to go to, t- even if you don't like donuts, you have to check out Tato Nuts. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They are by far my favorite. I uh, absolutely adore Dunkin' Donuts. Grew up on that. That's personally my favorite. Yeah. But when I came down here and heard a Tato Nut, and I'm like, all right, hands down by far, that is it's... one that I cannot live without whenever we move. But but you got to get there early because they will sell out of donuts and they will close down the place when they sell out too. Completely. Um, fortunately, if I cannot make the trek over there, we have Fantasy Donuts actually right True. on Pass Road, which is closer for housing. And if you're having a really rough morning with the kids, whether they are toddlers and just driving you crazy, or if you need to get the kids on the bus real quick to get to school, you can go ahead and head down there grab a donut they're right on along the way absolutely and you know that's a perfect transition kids getting kids on the bus so like you said you've got a you've got a few kids you've been through this area you've kind of seen the different schools around here you know as a parent I'll be honest with you we we were in Germany for four years before we loved the DOD school system she was doing really really well there and then we saw Kiesler and we're like oh no 
you, hear, you start thinking about Mississippi and, and all the things you've heard about the school districts here. And admittedly, we were a little bit afraid and we started doing research and we were like, really happy to see how great the schools were here. It's really, it's really, you know, not, not what you would think. So, you know, talk to me about the, your experience in the school districts and kind of the surrounding areas here. So I will completely echo that. I was absolutely terrified. I got an excellent education from where I was at, even though it was not one of the top schools in the state. I feel that they definitely got me prepared. So I told my husband, I'm like, I don't know about this. But as far as the schools go down here, I will say that my, from my experience, we've had kids in school for the last six years. Um, Biloxi School District is where we're most familiar with, but the teachers have really made a massive difference for us. Um, you get so many of them that are like, these are also our kids. How can I sit there and take where they're at and help encourage them and get them to where I know their potential is and really make it individual and customized to them specifically rather than treating them like they're in a box. Um, I know that fortunately for us who live on base here, we kind of have a little bit more of an advantage versus those who actually live off base where if we don't want to have our kids go to Biloxi School District, we can actually pick a school district that borders the Biloxi School District, and we can choose to send our kids there as long as we provide the transportation for them. So I've seen many kids that have gone and gone over to uh, Pecan Park over in Ocean Springs, um, St. Martin is a huge one people like to take their kids to. Uh, Wool Market, I've heard amazing things about. I know that we have Gulfport. Um, just for all honesty, not many people want to send their kids over to some of the schools in there, but I know Anniston, which is technically in Gulfport, many people rave about BioView is over in Gulfport, and I've heard stellar things about that school. So um, we have a little bit more freedom when we do live on base, and the schools have been pretty good to us thus far. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that if, if you were on base, they would let you pick, because I remember one of the headaches that we had was where my orders were from the time I left Germany to the time that we that school was starting here we had like three days to get here have a residence like establish residency here to have our daughter in school so we ended up uh, picking out a house up in D'Iberville before uh, before we got here so luckily we at least had we had a, a place to stay and we had some electrical bills that we could use to be like all right she's in school let's register here um but yeah that's really interesting that if you're on base you kind of get to pick and choose as long as you can provide the transport yeah so i think that's kind of a blessing in disguise because every family has unique needs um because not every child's the same and so um i know some people don't always have the best experiences for certain areas and that's sad but fortunately keesler's made it really easy for us to have an option uh, if we had stayed at our last base any longer, my daughter would have started school there and she would have been basically forced to stay in that school district because of the sparseness of the community or outside of the base because we were in the middle of nowhere at Beale. Um, but Keesler makes it easier for us to be able to say, what is the need of your family? You can go ahead and choose out of this. And the other thing that I love about here is there is a huge homeschool community, absolutely massive um, homeschool co-ops for Keesler. You can definitely look them up on the um, Facebook page. They have their own. Uh, Croc Center is one where they actually like to gather at and they will help out with like the cooking classes and art classes and just a whole bunch of stuff like PE is another one that they help the music classes that they do. So it's not only public school, but you have the homeschool community. We also have other things such as Lady of Fatima, and we also have a Montessori school that we can go ahead and choose from as well. So if we want to get more in like the private sector, you have that Cedar Lake is one that many people like to send their kids to. Um, so you can go ahead and pick and choose with what really is going to work best for your family dynamic. 
Yeah, that's I, I just love all the options that you have here. It's it's just really a great community, and you know, the the community is literally it has won awards for its partnership with the base and all the things that the community does to support us and all the things that we do to support that community. You know, we've been around for seventy seven years here, so it's uh, it's just one of those things that just keeps getting better and better over time. I'm sure you can attest to that over your time. You've just probably seen it, you know, grow exponentially since. Uh, yeah, I was not very happy about moving here initially because not only was I pregnant and moving, they also did not have Target here. When I first got <laughs> here, I had to wait five months for Target to open to tell you how sparse this area was when I first got right. here. So I was in tears. But it, the amount of growth that has happened in just the last nine years is really astounding and quite spectacular. Bouncing back from, like I mentioned earlier, Katrina happening, um, 90 was barren basically and now they have restaurant and stores and um, activities for everyone to do normally like you can go ahead and have the snow cone places and sometimes they'll even do the bounce houses out for the kids too so you'll be able to find something randomly during the day where you can just go ahead and say let's do an outing real quick i happen to see it um and then diaberville is really an up-and-coming area they've definitely done a lot of growth as well um Walmart is not that far behind from what i can tell and a lot of people like to choose homes out there mm. if they prefer to live off base absolutely so, you know, having talked about, you know, different things going on on base and different things going on off base, you know, if you could, you know, come up with just one or two tips that you would like uh, or would have liked to have when you first moved to Keesler or tips that you always like to give spouses when, when they're brand new here, what are those tips that you would provide for those people? Um, one of the first ones would be give it time. You are not going to have a life established as soon as you roll in from wherever you are or even if you're flying in from wherever you're at um, but also be courageous and step outside that comfort zone be willing to go ahead and say hi to the person who happens to be at the bus stop with you um, you never know when you're going to meet your best friend um, I know my best friend and I I remember I happened to be going over to meet a mutual friend of ours in the East Falcon neighborhood and she had just moved in four days prior she's out in the cul-de-sac having her Betty Crocker apron on cupcakes in hand just doing the thing that I'm going I am never going to be this woman and she's got a lot of energy within three weeks we were inseparable and ironically enough we found out our husbands were actually down here at tech school together which was super random so you never know where the connections are going to come from um, but just be willing to go ahead and do something different um, the other thing I would say would be get plugged in Whatever your thing is, whether it is by faith and you need to find a new church home, there's plenty of options for you there. If you are one that is more of a volunteer, there's so many volunteer opportunities here, not just at the base, which is wonderful. We have tons outside. We've got domestic violence shelters people can volunteer at. We've got the ASPCA um, humane societies that we can go ahead and do. There's the food kitchens. There's um, currently going on right now stuff to go ahead and help those that have been affected by Hurricane Florence. Um, so just kind of like be asking questions. Hey, what are your favorite spots to go ahead and kind of get plugged in? Ask those. Keesler Spouses page is an excellent resource. So many people are not only willing to say, hey, I'll bring you milk when you need it and you don't have a ride anywhere, but what else they'll do is say, hey, look, this is something that I have found that I've absolutely loved. Maybe you want to go ahead and join in here as well. Awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sitting down with us. This has been really helpful. Hopefully everyone out there that's listening has found some piece of information that's uh, that's useful to them. And, you know, like Katie said, do uh, once you have that information, make sure you pass that on to people. You know, you're going to eventually become that seasoned spouse here at Keesler. Uh, so pay it, pay it forward. That's kind of what we ask.